YouTube.com slash Mayhew Mayhem. That's YouTube.com slash M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-hosts. Sup everybody, it's me, Greg. We are once again joined by the man who inspires to be a mall Santa, so children will sit on his lap. Nick, from YouTube.com slash Tic Tac Man. And as I said, welcome to 30 Minutes of Mayhem, the podcast your mother can be ashamed of. And tell me, Nick, why is this the podcast your mother can be ashamed of? Because in life you're given two choices. Do you want a Caesar salad, or do you want a Caligula salad? You may be asking yourself, what is a Caligula salad? Well, it's when you pretend to be someone of another race. That is exactly correct. And as some of you may or may not remember, if you haven't listened to any episode in this run, or if this is the first ever episode that you have listened to on episode 98, we had a little bit of an issue with Nick's intern, Emmanuel. It turns out that Emmanuel isn't Emmanuel. His name is actually Ezekiel. And for some unknown reason, we let Ezekiel back on to join us for the 100th episode. So, Ezekiel. Hello. And also joining us for this episode, if you haven't listened for a long time, you wouldn't know, but an original co-host, Dale. How's it going? You're still gay. You're just now noticing? Shame. I figured I'd wait until you were at least three inches in. It's only gay if we make eye contact. Correct. But I do that all the time. Put the mirror down. <laughs> for Greg's future reference, if Greg stares at himself in the mirror as he masturbates, is that gay? Uh... I would say no, because it's yourself. Well, we, we gotta, you gotta understand, he's not focusing on himself he's focusing on the tears so if you would like to be greg's mirror and let him stare deep into your soul as he makes sweet sweet love to you hashtag take greg's v card email us 30 minutes of mayhem at gmail.com and we are putting together the game show who wants to punch greg's v card and we are still taking applications for it i know this is episode 100 and you feel like the countdown is on and it is on and greg can be on you if you email us 30 minutes of mayhem at gmail.com and speaking i will even dress up as a referee and count it for every second he's on you mm-hmm. slamming the mat every second greg i feel like because of all the pornography that the listeners sent to you that you now a days are absolutely terrified anytime that you get mail is that the case no not so much anymore Kind of slow. Though there was a couple times when, even though after everybody stopped for whatever reason, I got a couple things in the mail that when I opened them up had porn magazines in them. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought yeah, they stopped this. Since then, though, it hasn't happened anymore, but I'm still wondering if something else is just going to suddenly show up out of nowhere. So, not quite a month ago now was Greg's birthday. And I asked Greg, I said, what do you want for your birthday? And he said, the will to live. I said, I can't give that to you. And then he replied after that with not what he wanted, but what he didn't want. And he said, nothing sexual. That was all he gave a shit about. If I couldn't give him the will to live as long as it wasn't sexual, I could have mailed him my feces and he would have been okay with it. (laughs) So, Greg, would you like to tell everyone what I got you for your birthday? 
He got me a bunch of stuff for um, my flashlight. Got me some uh, lubricant. Bunch of other stuff similar to that. Even though I specifically said I kind of didn't want something sexual. But, you know, fuck me, right? Well, I, actually, I guess with that stuff, I guess you could. But, I mean, that's not what I was going for. But anyway, I mean, no, I, I did actually really appreciate it. I've gotten some use out of it. Not gonna lie. That flashlight so... is the most important thing in his life right now. And you just you just helped him out. Exactly. So he's doing what a friend normally does. Give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> See what he did there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, <laughs> I got him some fire and ice lube. Uh, one's ice, one's fire. I got him the cleaning spray for his flashlight, and I got him the cleaning powder stuff to keep it fresh for his flashlight because I knew that that was the most important thing to him. If you go back and listen to episode 88, he can tell you how he be, almost once again became a religious man because of his experience with his fleshlight. So I felt like, although he said nothing sexual, that there was no way that he could complain about that. And if he did complain about that, then I don't think there's much way of being much more of a piece of shit. And Greg, lastly, the listeners want to know, what is your fleshlight's name? You know, I, I never know. thought of that. I never even thought of giving it a name. Don't disappoint me. Well, mm. it, Mary Sue Rotten Crotch. <laughs> if it doesn't have a name yet, let's let the listeners name it. So oh, yeah, how about that? Okay, so if you if you want to name Greg's fle- uh, fleshlight, go ahead, comment it below or tweet it at us, whatever you want to do to take care of that. What is the love of Greg's life's name? It's up to you, the listener. And with all that being said, let's take a quick commercial break before we get into this. Do you like model trains? You should probably kill yourself. Or maybe you just want to listen to people talk about killing themselves. Or their dicks. Or wanting to kill themselves because of their small dick. Let us be the conductor of the train charging full Cleveland steamer ahead into your tushy tunnel. So if you like the idea of us cramming our carnal knowledge in your cranial caboose, all aboard your search bar on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker with 30 Minutes of Mayhem. The first topic of episode 100 is if you find out a friend cheated on their spouse, but the spouse does not know, how do you deal with it? So say hypothetically that you're friends with somebody for a few years, not like they're someone you've known most of your life or for like 10 plus years, but you're friends with somebody for a few years and you actually live together with this person in Hawaii. And then you find out after like you've been around their spouse multiple times, you're friends with their spouse on Facebook and you've hung out with their spouse and them multiple times, you found out that friend had cheated on their spouse. Now, let's say hypothetically that it was before they got married, but they were still dating slash engaged when it happened. And then they married them afterwards. And the spouse has no idea. How do you deal with that? You make them feel like a piece of shit until they do. Mm-hmm. You, you hit them with them. You hit them with that guilt trip type of shit. Mm-hmm. You, do, you get them passive aggressive shots at shots in the air. You definitely yeah, was, let them know that you know about what's yeah. going on. Yeah, you basically and... just make them feel like a complete tool until they eventually stop being such a piece of shit. And if they don't care, that's when you just take them all back and just threaten their lives. So the way that I chose to deal with it was I couldn't stand to face their spouse because I knew some shit that she didn't know. 
And there was no way that I could look her in the eyes and be like, your dude, at least more than once that I'm aware of from a very reliable source has fucked somebody that's not you. And I, I just couldn't deal with that. So I elected to quit talking to them altogether because I felt like it wasn't mm. my it wasn't my place to tell them that shit and cause some drama. Did I handle that wrong? No. I handled it in a very... you kind of just eliminated yourself out of the picture. Non-confrontational yeah. way. I can see where you're coming from. I would also do that. Say a, a listener that hears this episode is still maybe hypothetically in a situation to where they know the person that I am referring to, how do they handle it now that maybe they didn't have the information that I had to handle that situation and now they're hearing me tell this situation that's fucking utter facts? How does someone who hears this that knows these people and they know who I'm talking about because there's no mistaking it if they know, how do they deal now that they're inside of the knowing, now that they have the knowledge, how should they deal with it? I would probably also take the non-confrontational route, probably just cut off contact. What can you do? You don't want to like, you don't want to start a scene. You don't want to be the one that poured gasoline all over the bridge and is like, here's a match, go get them. And <laughs> so, also the, the, the whole point of like, they probably won't believe you as well. And right. And that, the, and how scary is that? Bad guy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would probably just use the fact that I know to like not just uh guilt trip them but also like blackmail them, them for money yeah yes. well not for money <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could i, would, I could i would commit no, so many crimes wow <laughs> i would use it to basically blackmail them like basically be like okay better you know cut this out or i'm gonna like uh either a reveal it if they re- or if they don't care then say okay then i know you so you know I know some of the other shit you don't want people to know, so I could just go tell them that. He's like, oh. then if they still nuclear if option, they... I want money. That's what Greg's saying right now. I want cash. <laughs> He's like, then, or C, still, or C, you hook me up with your wife. I fuck her, and then I don't tell anybody who wants to punch Greg's speaker. Yeah. Bitch. Hashtag take Greg's speaker. But then if like that didn't work either, then I would just you know, be like, okay, then fine. And then I would just tell her significant other, hey, this cocksucker's cheating on you, and then just let them let, you know, let their significant other kill them. Nick, you you want to weigh in here? guilt trip them into just coming out with it and if they can work it out they can work it out if not i mean someone fucked up and i don't know they they shouldn't have fucked up in the first place i don't like being involved with drama and that's why i took the option i took and just literally stopped talking to the person a lot of people were confused because they would ask questions about the other person because we were like bros and like everyone would ask questions or whatever be like i don't know dude I don't talk to them. They were just like super confused and they never asked why, but they were just really fucking confused as to what happened. Well, what happened was I found out that he he had cheated on his significant other and I just chose not to deal with it. If this other person was there and saw how our friendship was and then this all of a sudden dramatic sudden shift and then they think about all the things and they fill in all the blanks, they because they experienced a weird shit firsthand, should be able to fill in those blanks with what I'm saying now, looking back going, oh, fuck, that fits into the, That's the puzzle piece that fits in perfectly, and that makes complete fucking sense. I would say that anyone that does hear it who knows what I'm talking about, they should not do what I did. They should do the right thing. And I feel like the right thing was that I should have said something. I think someone should do the right thing, and I think I kind of feel like I failed to do the right thing. And I feel like someone should. 
I obviously didn't do um, the Lord's work, but uh, I think we kind of did on this topic. So with that being said, let's take a quick commercial break. She stole my heart, but how could she not? She was always close to it. I loved her when she was dirty, and I loved her when she was clean. She kept me warm, but knew when I needed space. Sometimes our relationship would pull at the seams, but I know it will last forever. La Camisa, by 30 Minutes of Mayhem. Available at For this next segment, we're going to do Pass Judgment on Me. I've explained before how this works, and it's been a long time since we have done this little segment, but the way that it works, just in case you can't remember as the listener, or maybe you guys, uh, one story will be told, or one situation will be told by one of the members here on this episode, and then the other remaining members will deliberate between them and render a verdict of whether the storyteller is a piece of shit or not. They will also, before the deliberation, after the story has been told, they will be given the opportunity to ask questions of the person facing the charges. So without further ado, go ahead and take it away, Ezekiel. I want to point out that I confessed to this crime. So I may have been coaxed by a, a certain man with a golden orange mane that I was Mexican for a while. And I'm, I'm here to have you all pass judgment on me so that I may be absolved of my sins. Hang him. You deported. <laughs> That's the crime. <laughs> oh God. You uh, you got to tell the story of how it came to be. All right. So I'm on a trip to Mexico. I I come across this fine gringo with a long golden mane. How do you introduce yourself again? Do you have any drugs, sir? And I said, No, I don't, because uh, I'm not allowed to bring them into the country, and I'm not allowed to leave with them. And then. I said, I'm Ezekiel, by the way. And then he went, oh, Emmanuel, I've always wanted a Spanish friend. Come on. And I said, no, it's Ezekiel, and I'm not Spanish. And he said, oh, I mean, que pasa, que pasa. And so I followed along, and he took me here to uh, the Midwest. He's been calling me Mexican ever since. Now, if I recall correctly, you said while you were on this vacation in Mexico that you were on the search for things and stuff and then during that period of time uh for one reason or another you were arrested and so you're talking about the time period in which you spent together in a mexican prison making sweet sweet well you see when they asked me for drugs there were cops there they thought that we were drug dealers even though i specifically told them i didn't come in the country with drugs and didn't plan to leave with them just so happened that i didn't plan to leave with them because i planned to use them all before i left we got busted, but the cartel came through, and I figured that was a perfect time for us to pull a, a Shanghai noon escape. And so I had Nick P on me, and <laughs> then that gave me the willpower to bend the prison bars. And from that, uh, we made our escape. But he kept on calling me Emmanuel, and I decided that that would be my new name until I, I realized that that probably wasn't the best decision to make. All right, so we'll we'll come to the point now to where we'll ask questions a little bit more directly. So... I recall you saying that you tried to tell Nick multiple times. You also said that they told me that I was one of them or whatever. What do you mean by they? Well, when the cartel broke us out, I screamed like a little girl and I put on a mop wig, pretended I was a a fun little 
Spanish floozy who was illiterate, and it, it worked. I suppose it didn't help Nick's narrative of thinking that I was Mexican, but I told him that what I'm about to do is something I'll regret for the rest of my life. I thought that was having all those dicks inside of you. That was the least of my worries. Also, I, if I recall correctly, Nick told us about many times when you guys were in this Mexican prison together that you made sweet, sweet man love to each other. Can you elaborate on that? prison gets lonely there Nick, were Nick just enough hemorrhoids in his ass to make it feel like a, a full-fledged vag i suited his needs he cried on my shoulder that's that's basically how it worked and on that note i'd like to also add that the polyp found was benign my question is nick why did you continue to think that he was mexican even after he told you multiple times he wasn't mexican do okay. you just ignore people who like are telling you things you don't want to hear greg, greg shut up i don't Objection. I don't really need to hear what you're saying right now Objection. to get what you're saying. Objection. <laughs> Nick is not the one on trial here. The questions need to be directed at Ezekiel. Well, Ezekiel, basically what you're saying is you did everything you could to try to tell him, I'm not Mexican, but you're basically saying he was just being a stubborn motherfucker and decided, I met him in Mexico, therefore he must be Mexican. Essentially, yes. Dale, do you have any... Yeah, what does your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Nick, do you have any questions for Ezekiel? Could we ever be us again? Yes, of course. Wow, he's such a Aww. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sweet. Okay, so at this point in time, the rest of us will deliberate and render a verdict. I think they're both kind of at fault. It's hard for me to say if I, re if I really blame Ezekiel, really pass judgment on him when uh, you know Nick is just as easily at fault as uh, Ezekiel is. So I do want to point out one thing to Greg here. Greg, you're, you're just buying whatever it is that Ezekiel is saying, knowing for a fact that Ezekiel has lied to us in the past. What makes you believe that anything Ezekiel was saying is true? Because over these last couple of months, I've gotten to know Ezekiel. And honestly, I feel like he could be telling the truth. Also, I mean, I, I've known Nick for about 10 years now. Well, he has a tendency of uh, lying straight to our face. Listen, Greg, you did look beautiful in that dress. The story, as I recall it, is that when Nick left the show, 15 was the last episode that he was on, something like that. Nick left the show. He was gone for a long time. And then the next time we hear from Nick is on episode 50. And then on episode 50, Nick tells us that he has been away in Mexico and he met like his new lover, Emmanuel, so on and so forth. And they made like sweet man love to each other in prison, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes around to episode 76, when we couldn't find James, Nick calls Emmanuel in from doing yard work and brings him on to the show. And through that time period, we learn all these things. He repeatedly talked about Mexico early on in this run from 75, I mean 76 <laughs> forward. He repeatedly talked about Mexico. And then now he comes to us in episode 98 with this story that he tried to tell Nick repeatedly, but he couldn't get through to Nick. Sounds plausible, right? That's what Greg is saying. And I get it. But he never tried to tell us. See, Emmanuel, this wouldn't have happened if you had the balls to step up. His name is Ezekiel. I'm sorry. Ezekiel. See what I deal with? 
If only you would have had the strength and courage to tell me what the truth was. This would have never happened. You know, the thing about a web of lies is it always starts with a single string. Now, at this time, we will render a verdict. We will vote one at a time as to whether he is a piece of shit, yes or no, and why. You're guilty of being a bitch. I was your bitch. We're talking about whether he's a piece of shit for what he has done. Um, oh, yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, he's a piece of shit for being a bitch because he had no balls. Personally, I don't find you guilty. Like I've said before, this is Nick we're talking about. And I know, I know he's not the one on, on trial, but I mean, I can't really fully place the blame. Honestly, I don't feel like he should be fully held accountable. So I find him not guilty. Dale, I know that you're a little bit new to this situation. You were on episode 50. You might be able to recall when Nick first spoke about uh, Emmanuel that turns out to be Ezekiel. Now that you've heard all, all this evidence laid out before you, how do you feel and why? You're a piece of shit. Pulling you had the nuts to step up, say something, and not lie, and be a little bitch. I think you would have made it all right. But since you chose the wrong path, sorry, man. This guy gets it. After some really careful consideration and a lot of thought, you're guilty. It's pretty obvious. So the verdict is, with a three to one vote, you are indeed a piece of shit. And with that being said, we will go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Spare some change for an old man? I need a little help here. Lost my legs back in the day. Sick of motherfuckers like this begging for money? Well, 30 Minutes of Mayhem actually supplies you a product. I suck your dick for a dollar. 30 Minutes of Mayhem will not suck your dick. I might. What we do is impossible without the continued support from listeners like you. So be sure to donate via PayPal using 30 Minutes of Mayhem at gmail.com. For this last topic, child sex dolls. Is it a, quote, good way to get the urges out, unquote, or is it just one step closer? I'm 50-50 on this one. Reason why is, yes, it could be a good a good way to get the urges out and also take sexual predators off the street. But at the same time, it could be to where somebody wants a real thing and goes out and gets it. And obviously, that's a major crime. Like I said, it's a toss-up because it all depends on that person's personality and how they are. I'm going to be the one who's going to take the hard stance no on this because I don't think that you should indulge in such things. I think you need to like just immediately get help. Basically, I think it would be a hard no for me. Uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know that it's just going to invite further shit down the road. If you legitimately start experiencing sexual attraction to children then you need to immediately seek help okay you don't you do the last thing we need is to create a way no matter how safe you think it's going to be for them to release these urges with like a pedophilic sex doll or some bullshit like that because that's just essentially delaying the inevitable because lots of dudes go out and have sex with regular sex dolls and a lot of the time they you know then end up going to have sex with actual women so you know a guy (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe not all the time anyway the point i'm trying to make is is that it's not a good idea because a that'd be creepy as fuck and b it's just you know adding fuel to the fire Can I jump in as devil's advocate now? Absolutely, go ahead. These aren't a real person. Some would say they are a simulated sex scenario. I guess. Okay, so it's a simulation, just like a video game. 
Yeah, but if you think about it, white kids play Call of Duty and they go to school and try to get a 25 kill streak. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, bad example for America right now. I don't believe in that the, that correlation thing, but, like, that's even still, like, you're in a simulation. I'm, they're animations. They're not real. I'm just saying, I am really good at risk, but I am not going to go out and try to be a general. Do you, do you get where I'm coming from, though? I do, but I think your analogy is more akin to like someone going to a shooting range with all the targets being their classmates. Yeah. So Greg has a flashlight. It's a simulated vagina. If you need, if you need any evidence to how Greg really feels about a flashlight, just go back and listen to episode eighty-eight. Greg, does that decrease your desire for the real thing? Like, are you just no. cont- you're you're content with your flashlight? You don't want to fuck a- another person. You're just you're good with no. your flashlight. No, no, I am not good you know, j- good with uh, just my flashlight. I, I want mean, the real thing. He wa- he wants the real thing, and there's nothing like. Well, I was gonna say there's nothing wrong wrong with Greg, but there's a lot wrong with Greg. But what I mean is that like he is sexually attracted to you know women of a legal age. What I'm getting at here is that his sexual preference is not some sort of mental disease or whatever. He is he is a straight male that is attracted to women. His fleshlight is a simulation of a vagina, but it doesn't stop him from wanting the real thing. Now, I propose this question to you, Greg. If you had an of age, a standard real doll, say it was one of the really super expensive ones that were like mechanical or whatever to where it could talk to you and had like that AI intelligence. I'm sure you've seen the video about those. Yeah. If you had one of those, do you feel like that would curve your interest in having the real thing no because i i'd still <laughs> want an actual person not just because of sexual purposes but also for a relationship and stuff like that but i mean i know that's not what like we're talking about but still no i wouldn't want to just stick with the simulation i mean i'd still want the real thing i mean there's only so far you could go with the simulation the point I'm driving at here is, although Greg does have a lot wrong with him, right? Greg doesn't have any sort of fucked up mental disease that makes him attracted to children. He is attracted to of-age women, and although he loves his fleshlight, and he would probably love a real doll even more than what he would love his fleshlight, it's still not gonna stop him from wanting the actual thing. And we talked about it earlier. Anyone that is attracted to children, if anyone thinks it's anything other than some it's a sort of mental illness, then they need a reality check because that is what it is. Greg, have you, you, you've talked about a lot of the stuff that you have actually going on right before on the show. I don't want to like bust you yeah. on your show. Do, do you care if I, if I say some of the stuff? That... No, no, okay, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. <clears throat> okay, so Greg does have like some uh, some mental illness and some other things going on. Greg uh, suffers from severe depression, anxiety. Greg is also autistic, right? So Greg has all these other factors going on, but Greg isn't someone who is going to go out and attack or batter another person. Also, his real doll and his fleshlight doesn't curve his desire for the real thing. He's still attracted to women. He is not satisfied with his fleshlight or possibly a real doll. It doesn't stop him from wanting the real thing. And someone who is attracted to children have a mental illness. And one of the largest problems with the greatest country in the world is that mm-hmm. no one fucking takes mental health seriously. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And 
They've tried to they've tried to push mental health forward and the current administration has rolled that back. You see repeatedly you guys have brought up like school shootings and going for the high score and so on and so forth. No one that doesn't have some sort of mental illness just goes into a school and starts pop shotting as many people as they can. Yeah. You've got something wrong. And then there's also other factors into it. Bullying could be a factor into it, but there's other stuff going on. No one that doesn't suffer from some sort of mental illness does that. And pedophilia is a mental illness. If you're saying, will child sex dolls stop them from doing that? No. They need to, as you guys also said, seek fucking help. People who suffer from extreme depression and anxiety, if they don't seek help, a lot of them kill themselves and or others because Mm -hmm. they don't seek the help. And some of them seek the help and don't get it because this fucking country, the greatest country in the world, doesn't take mental health seriously. And it's fucking sick. The fuck thing about it, anytime someone shoots up a fucking school, everyone was, oh, fucking ban the guns. If we didn't have these guns, it wouldn't be possible. How about the fuck if you took care of some fucking people's minds? Like, understanding the fact that there's physical health and then there's mental health. No one who is in in the right state of mind, and I don't like to put it that way, but someone who doesn't have any sort of mental illnesses going on doesn't shoot up a fucking school. Exactly. So... If we would even remotely take fucking mental health seriously, I would be willing to bet almost anything in the entire fucking world on that if we took it fucking seriously and people could get the fucking help that they need, that you would see a drastic fucking decline in these mass murders. Exactly. Exactly. If you're sexually attracted to children, you have a mental illness. No doll is going to help you. You're still going to want to fuck kids. And you can't fuck kids. It's not okay. Put it it on a t-shirt. You can't fuck kids. It's not okay. Dash 30 Minutes of Mayhem. So that does it for another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I have been your host. My name is Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts. Greg and Nick. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, all those different locations. And donate to us on PayPal using 30 Minutes of Mayhem at gmail.com. We're going to try to buy Greg a real doll. And uh, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode. And uh, later, fellas. (laughs) 